I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Mitt Romney visited Jerusalem last week. He did some fundraising, and he created a big stir by comparing average incomes in Israel with those in the Palestinian territories. The Jewish state has indeed done well in the past few years. But some experts contend that Romney was comparing apples and oranges. The Palestinian economy he was referring to is a unique case. The territory is under Israeli military rule. The world's Middle East correspondent Matthew Bell explains. Build it and peace will come. That's been the basic belief shared by the U.S., its Western partners, Israel, and the Palestinian Authority. If the two and a half million or so West Bank Palestinians are prospering, the feeling goes, then peace is possible. Without a doubt, there are bright spots, and I found one in the village of Atara, which sits in the hills about 10 miles northeast of Ramallah, the de facto capital city of the West Bank. Basima Abdel Mohsen says this is the best supermarket in the village. She's biased. It was her son who took out a small business loan to open the place. But she's probably right. The name of the store roughly translates into Supermarket of Love. It's well-stocked, meticulously neat, and the boss says business is great. 28-year-old Abdel Hadi Amira works as a Palestinian policeman, but his $500 per month salary wasn't cutting it, he says, so he opened this supermarket three years ago. He has since taken out a second loan and expanded the business. It helps support his own family of five, his mother, and other relatives, too. You'll be able to buy BMWs for everyone. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, Amira says his leap into entrepreneurship has been well worth it. But step back from this small business success story, and the picture in the West Bank becomes less rosy. Rows of bright yellow lemon popsicles move along the assembly line at the Al-Arz ice cream factory in the city of Nablus. Brothers Raed and Zahi Anabtawi are the third generation running the family company. Their grandfather founded Al-Arz in the 1950s. Back then, the company made ice blocks and delivered to people's homes by bicycle. This machine was bought in the year 2000. It's a $1 million investment. Today, Al-Arz is doing well. Raed Anabtawi says the company has about 40% of the West Bank ice cream market. It has about 250 workers, making it one of the largest private employers in Nablus. It buys ingredients from abroad, milk powder from Poland, chocolate from Belgium, and various items from the most vibrant regional economy right next door, Israel. But Anabtawi says trade with Israel is a one-way street. Before the year 2000, we were allowed to sell our product in the Israeli market. Nowadays, no, we are not allowed, even though we used to sell our product to the Arab uh, sector. We should have fair trade with the Israelis. I mean, how come they are allowed to sell their products and I'm not allowed? Even though I have the quality, what's wrong? Why I'm not allowed to sell my product to the Israeli market? Anabtawi says he's never heard a clear answer to that question, but he suspects it's about protecting Israeli companies from less expensive Palestinian ice cream. And it's also about politics, he adds. Anabtawi does not want to say his company's long-term future depends on getting back into the Israel market, but the potential benefits are clear. Israel's per capita GDP, for example, is about $30,000 a year. For Palestinians, it's about 2000 When Mitt Romney alluded to that gap in a speech to wealthy Jewish donors in Jerusalem, 
Ahmed Aweda says he was not insulted. He's the CEO of the Palestinian Stock Exchange. Using less polite language, Awaida suggests that Romney was uninformed about the fundamental drag on the West Bank economy. Our biggest problem will always be the occupation. We cannot talk of any kind of sustainable economic development unless we have control on our borders, on our land, on our water resources, on our electromagnetic spectrum. Unless we are able to freely come in and go out as we like, unless we are able to freely conclude our own trade agreements that suit our own interests. Economic growth rates in the West Bank over the last several years have been impressive, but the fuel for that growth is largely international aid, and that is a problem. Aid money has allowed the Palestinian National Authority to put tens of thousands of people on its payroll. As a result, the PNA is now the largest employer in the territory. That means more Palestinians have more spending power. Young entrepreneur Bashar al-Azza says Palestinian telecom, insurance, and real estate businesses, for example, might be doing well, but there's a downside. Service sector is okay. We are booming with that. I believe that. But that's not the solution for an economy. We're an economy that our industry is going down day by day. Our agriculture is going down day by day. And, and what we have right now is services is the only sector that is growing, and imports. That's a point highlighted in a recent World Bank report. It warned that the industrial and agricultural sectors of the West Bank economy are shrinking. And foreign aid, the report says, cannot sustain long-term economic growth. What's needed is a dynamic private sector-led economy. And the only way to make that possible, the report concludes, is for Israel and the Palestinian Authority to reach a political settlement. For The World, I'm Matthew Bell in Jerusalem.